0: Hi, I'm Nargis Hakim Rahman, and I'm bringing you a special series on Boney in collaboration with South Asian American Digital Archive, about 10 of Metro Detroit's Bangladeshi women entrepreneurs. Learn more at Sada, S-A-A-D-A dot org. Stay
1: tuned. Hi, my name is Fariha Ahmed, and I go as Fariha as my business name.
0: Fareeha, thank you so much for being here with me today. Um, I'm talking to a lot of Detroit Bangladeshi women entrepreneurs, and I wanted to know more about your story. So first of all, can you tell us about your upbringing? Where were you born and what was your childhood like?
1: So I was born in Detroit, Michigan, actually, and I moved from there when I was five to Madison Heights. So I didn't get the feeling of living in Detroit and the whole experience and all that. I went to an elementary school and I was actually the only Bengali girl there. So it was like all of the white, the Americans, you know, so it was just adjusting to that environment. When did your
0: family come to the United States?
1: So my family came in 1998. Uh, My family is from Silat, Bangladesh. I think they came before that, but I know they came here and... I was born later on, so that was kind of like a struggle for them, like to adjust to the environment and the community, just go along with the community and everything like that.
0: Are you the oldest in your family?
1: I'm the oldest in my family, and I have one brother and three more sisters after me. So you said that your family first came
0: to the Detroit area and then uh, moved to Madison Heights. Um, and you said that at school, you were one of the only um, people that would look like you. Um, can you tell me more about that experience?
1: So it was kind of hard knowing that I was the only Bengali there. People looked at me differently because I wasn't an American, you know. It was just like, oh, you know, sometimes you'd get bullied like, oh, you don't belong here, this and that. But as time went by, like they... Um, learned about culture and different religion, and it was just a nice experience and I got used to it. I adjusted to it since my whole life was like around Americans and it was barely like Bengalis, you know? I didn't have that growing up. Like I didn't have like a huge Desi group around me. So it was kind of hard.
0: Tell me about, um, you know, high school and college. Like what was it like uh, when you got older and did things change at that time?
1: So high school, yes, I saw some hijabis, but obviously they graduated and left. Um, So I was like the only hijabi in my grade. So that was kind of tough. That's when I started wearing a hijab and tried getting used to it. It was very tough. People would treat me differently. But as time went by, I, I got used to it. And it was just another, it was just part of me. And people learned about religion and how everything worked, and it was less judgmental. As they were growing older, they learned about the different beliefs, so they got used to it. Um, College, all these people are obviously, like, different with, um, so there was a variety and different um, cultural backgrounds with everyone, so they treated everyone with respect, and we just carried on going with the flow <laughs> where are you uh, going to college and what did you study so i'm going to oakland community college i've been going taking a lot of business classes and i want to continue on in the business field and eventually earn a degree in business um that's the only thing not the only thing but i have more in mind to grow my business and get a background knowledge of everything so I can make smarter decisions and then carry on transferring my credits to a university and see where that takes me. And inshallah, it just grows and expands.
0: So you talked a little bit about your business. Um, tell me what is your business and when did you get started with them?
1: I started in high school during my junior year. When I was younger, I used to have henna on my hands and I would doodle a lot with a bunch of lines and dots. It would just look crazy, but I would love it. And there's this one time where I took henna to the playground and I was putting it on my friends, and I got in trouble for that and got sent to the principal's office. So I was like, uh, she was telling me, I'm um, like, yo, um, you know, you're not allowed to bring that here couple years passed by, um, I put henna on my sister's hand and the pr- the same principal that took the henna away, she contacted me and she was interested in um, getting it done. So I go and it was her and a couple of the other teachers who were interested in getting them done as well. So they were my first clients and they loved it so much. They were just like, you are going to expand on this. You really should start thinking about this because it'll take you somewhere so i'm like okay you know so after that i started drawing and practicing and obviously i with a huge family you know i have a bunch of hands to practice on draw on my notebook you know um that was a start and then obviously i had family support so and my cousin would push me from there that's how it all started what year was that do you remember what year um you started doing your business This was the year 2016. Before that, I would doodle and draw and all that. But when I started, it was 2016.
0: At the time when you started your business, do you remember kind of what was the business
1: scene like in the Detroit area or in the Bangladeshi community? So at that time, I was still getting into it. I was new to it, so I wasn't sure how the process worked. I was just in this Madison Heights community where it was just like my classmates who um, thought it was really interesting who wanted it. And then as I grew older, I um, came to learn like, oh, there are many um, entrepreneurs out here, which was really nice. And just getting into the business field and just trying out what fits you and what you're going for and just trying to do your best and go for it. um, It just gets you in that zone like, oh, I have, I want to do something. I want to make a change or I want people to be happy about my work and just get you out there. Can you give me an idea of
0: kind of what are the events that you uh, cater to? And also about how many clients
1: do you have uh, in pre-COVID times and maybe now? So the clients, like, alhamdulillah, I lost count. I don't even know how many clients I've came across and did. Um, My business has just been growing and doing so well. Alhamdulillah for that. It gets very busy during Eid and wedding seasons over the spring and summertime. My biggest client base are the brides that I work with. I get to talk to them and get to know them and learn about the many traditions during the wedding process. I deal with many Bengali, Pakistani and Indian brides and it's truly amazing to learn about different cultures. One of my, fav- like, my favorite events are actually the Mindy events. The different colors and decorations to different dishes and all kinds of ladies you get to talk and bond with it's just a joyful event that brings everyone together and it's always a different theme with a vibe for them in the event which is very exciting can you tell me uh what events that you um, apply henna to so um a lot of people um ask me about party henna like individual just just for fun birthdays or wedding henna And then there's a lot of brides who want their henna done as well. So it's the bridal henna and to be honest you can wear henna anytime anywhere it doesn't have to be for an o- occasion it could be for anything just for fun birthdays anniversaries all of that
0: so you say you lost count of how many um people you yeah. catered to yes that's, that's amazing um and mind-blowing um do you know like during wedding season approximately how many events maybe that you're going to or how many brides in a day or a weekend that you cater to
1: So I remember in August, it was like literally every other day, mostly party henna or bridal henna. There's this one week that I had bridal henna the full week, like a whole week straight. And it was just like back and forth at it, you know. So Alhamdulillah, like it kept me busy and I was really happy and excited about it. And I always look forward to like the events.
0: What are some of the challenges that you had when you first began your business?
1: So when I first started, I didn't have a car at the time, Um, so I would have all the clients come to me, and obviously when I started, I was in high school, so I would do henna during class, actually, or skip class just to do henna on them (laughs) and classmates, I'm not even joking, (laughs) and it was worth it. But yeah, that was one of the challenging part is where and another thing is obviously like when a client uh, wants to book with you, you don't know if um, if it's actually like a client who's interested or if it's a stranger. So you'd have to make sure and know the differences who, like with if they have mutual friends or if they are a potential client, you know, who wants to actually want to get henna done. So that was another challenging part. You had to know the differences and just to be safe. What would you say are some of the things that you that have changed over time with your business? What changed is I finally got the push from my cousin to start an Instagram page with my work on there. Obviously, if you don't have experience and if people can't see your work, then how would they know how you're good at it? So I finally started um, my page, showed my work, posted. Um, spread the news and then had clients take pictures, mention me and just help me build it up. A lot of family support. So obviously when I first started, they weren't like, oh yeah, they thought it was just a joke, you know, like, oh, okay, yeah, you can start drawing and stuff. But after that, I've just pushed myself, drew and just tried building up clientele. Alhamdulillah, like where I am now, I just can't believe I came this far. Like when I look back at it, where I came from and now where I am and it's still growing alhamdulillah and I inshallah it continues to do so.
0: That's amazing um, to hear that you've been able to expand your business especially from starting at some, such a young age. Um, what does it mean for you to be a female Bangladeshi entrepreneur?
1: So there are a few Bangladeshi businesswomen, and it feels good but it would feel much better to connect with the other females and get inspo from the, each other knowing I'm not the only one so it would give me courage and strength to to push myself to do my best. Now there are actually many henna artists and businesswomen out in the Detroit area and it's amazing to see them grow and work and also help each other establish our own businesses and grow with them, collab with them, and just get to know how like the work style is, get tips and help each other out. It's just an amazing feeling.
0: When you were first, um, you know, starting off, were you discouraged at that time or did you feel like it was Harder to kind of get things started because there was a lack of entrepreneurs at the time.
1: So I felt really nervous starting my business, especially starting a page on Instagram, thinking it wouldn't go anywhere. It took me a lot of patience and practice at the age of thirteen to get where I am now. I'm still learning new methods to become a better artist, um, and. It was challenging for me because I was trying to build clientele while having minimal experience, especially being the youngest tenor artist in the Detroit area. So it wasn't easy for others to trust my work just yet because I didn't have much experience to show my work. Um, I was still gaining people's trust to work with me. That's the biggest challenge I faced during um, starting up. And... It's harder for a female to be an entrepreneur in the Desi community because there are so many responsibilities that come with it. And people may talk and there are a lot of criticism, but you'll just have to ignore it and do what you like and show everyone what you're capable of.
0: Where do you draw your inspiration from?
1: Okay, so I watch and follow other huge henna artists and love how they work. I started drawing all my designs on a notebook and I have many hands to practice on, especially family. Um, we have a lot of girls in the family, so and they love henna. So <laughs> I still have those pages, actually. And every time I look back at it, it just reminds me of how far I came. And the future, like, obviously, there is no um, wrong or right or, oh, this looks ugly or what. Practice makes perfect. So it will bring you a long way. Do you feel that your identity plays a role in your entrepreneurship? So henna became a very important part of me and it's very therapeutic. It keeps me stress-free and I enjoy doing it and always will. Just enjoy doing things that is an escape from your reality and gets your mind off of things. And that played an important role in me because usually like when you're stressed and you don't want to deal with anything or anyone, just go do something that's that gets your mind off of things. That's what henna does to me. And It just, it's very relaxing and you're just doing what you like, you know? What would you like
0: to tell people about you?
1: So I want them to know it's never too early or too late to start on something you enjoy doing. You should never give up on your dreams and also always push and believe in yourself. That's exactly what I did. And Alhamdulillah, I came a long way. Inshallah, I continue to do so.
0: At the moment with your um, obligations, how do you feel like you balance, you know, working and taking care of your other responsibilities?
1: um balance time and balance with family time and work it does take away from family time so i do try making it up later when i have the free time obviously i always have free time but when i have work and stuff like i work full time so obviously i can't give i can't i don't have time to give time to my family but When I have the free time, I try spending as much time as I can with them. And it is hard, but we all work together and try having fun and just being there for each other. So when people are booking you for your services, do they just reach out to you on social media like
0: um, shortly before their event or do they have to sign up with you like months
1: in advance? So usually people DM me on Instagram and ask about cost and date availability and or um, email me and usually the best thing to do is email or get in contact with me two weeks before your event so you have that time to plan out what you want and decide if you want to go with me or not or if you working on the designs and cost and everything like that.
0: One of the things you mentioned is that there's been an expansion of Detroit entrepreneurs, especially in the Bangladeshi community. And you said that you'd be interested in connecting with people. At the time, at the moment, uh, what is it that you'd like people to know about Detroit uh, Bangladeshi entrepreneurs?
1: I want everyone to know that everyone has different talents and everyone is talented in their own ways. And they do their best to show their work. Literally, it's the smallest things that make business owners happy, like supporting them or um, following them or even liking their posts or sharing their work. It doesn't, there doesn't, you don't even need a reason to share their post. It just makes their day knowing that, oh, people are actually interested in my work. Even it's like the smallest things. It doesn't have to be like, oh, um let's go book her to make her happy. No, it's like just the smallest things, you know? And what's next for you? So you mentioned that you are going to school and pursuing um,
0: some classes in business and hope to expand on your business. Um, Where do you see yourself Mm -hmm. in the next five, 10 years?
1: Um, So as you know, obviously I'm married now. Um, I'm actually moving to New Jersey. Um, So I plan to continue on expanding my business over there as well, getting new clientele and also continuing my education there and trying i'm basically just trying to continue henna and i want to go far with that
0: that's awesome and congratulations again on your marriage mashallah thank you um, but thank you so much for your time and your patience today
1: and thank you so much for having me i had a really nice time and just talking about and opening up to you about my business it felt really good learn more at sada saad org. Stay tuned.